So Bree's the one that has the high pitched voice. I don't have the high pitched. You definitely voice. have a high. I have a low pitched voice. I feel like. You no. I like. I think her voice is. Whenever I'm listening to like our episodes, I feel like my voice is low. You feel. I like, feel like I have a deeper voice. I do. I was an alto in middle school. All my friends oh, were sopranos. That says it. That that, says that it. was my moment. I was like, okay, yeah, my voice, de- my my voice range is definitely deeper than most girls. Hmm. Per. Okay, today's episode, we will be talking about starting your faith journey, and we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about starting your journey in faith. Wow, I just rearranged the words and said the exact same thing. So. We're going to be talking about if you just started your faith journey, if you're just getting into Christianity. I don't really like to say Christianity. If you're just, you know, starting your relationship with God. Yeah. If you're just becoming a believer. Then we want to talk a little bit about, like, some of our recommendations for how to best, like, approach your faith. Starting out in your faith. Well, first, I was going to say welcome to the kingdom. Because the kingdom of God is, it's really a party for real. And... It says in Matthew eighteen thirteen that he rejoices, he being God, rejoices more over the 99, or no, sorry. He rejoices more over the one that was saved than the 99 that never went astray. So when you come home to the kingdom of God, it's like God is really excited and the, all of heaven rejoices when you enter into the kingdom. It's a big moment and yeah. you should be very proud of yourself and you should be very happy because this is the start of your new life. Yeah. All of heaven is celebrating. Yeah. And we're celebrating. We're pumped for you. Yeah. So welcome. Okay, Bree, where should you start your face? <laughs> where should you start your face journey, Bree? We're Brie? much older than how we're acting right now. I mean, you are. You're going to be 20. I'm still a kid. So oh, yeah, you guys are going to get this after I Oh, yeah. She's going to be 20. <laughs> Why don't I put up a photo? Okay, where should, we, where should we start our faith journey? Where should we start our faith journey? So I think that a good place not really a good place to start but like Mm -hmm. questions that like a lot of people ask are like where do I start in the bible okay yeah so I feel like knowing like certain books and like I don't know like because the bible can be like hard to digest you know yes so like if you don't know like where to start and like what books you should read and like what's the old testament new testament and like you didn't grow up in church or like you don't even know what it is then like knowing where to start there is super important because Mm -hmm. The Bible's like God's love letter to you. And yeah. Like all of the promises, all of like how to live, how to do well, like how to make him smile, like how to fight temptation. It's like a guide slash rule book slash like sorry, love letter. Like mm-hmm. all these different things like rolled into one. And so when you feel like God isn't far or God is far, like it reminds you that he is like closer than you. Yeah. So personally, I would start based on what I've read. Mm-hmm. I would start. Okay, I guess I'll go New Testament first. Okay. So New Testament. Wait. First of all, let's say what Old and New Testament is. Okay. Yeah. So, so that they don't for those of you who like don't know. Yeah. Old Testament is like. Post Jesus is coming. No, post Jesus is like after. Jesus means I mean pre Jesus. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, like be free before yeah. Christ. Pre Jesus like, is coming. Yeah, pre Jesus is coming. Sorry guys, I'm not slow. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, pre Jesus is coming. Yeah. Not so, that Jesus wasn't present, but when you read the, the Old Testament, yeah, when you read the when you read the Old Testament, you'll learn about the Trinity and you'll learn about Jesus' presence as a spirit before he manifested as a 
man in the flesh. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you just, like, learn about, you just, like, one, you follow, like, the lineage of Jesus, but you don't really know that that's, like, exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were, like, to go into detail, like, the first five books is, like, those are the, that's the Torah, and mm-hmm. then you have, um, like, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, like, I don't know what those books Kings, are all those, yeah. yeah first, like, it's, like, more narrative. It's, like, sh- yeah. following the Israelites, which are God's set-apart people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in those, like, books, you kind of follow more individual people, I feel like. But these mm-hmm. people, like, all end up in the lineage, lineage. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then um, you have, like, you know, the Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Psalms. Oh, yeah, I the wisdom books. Called, like, the poetic. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. those things, like... And then after that, you have, like, your prophets. Mm-hmm. And then, like, of course, you know, the, the Daniel, Hosea. I don't know. I don't know, like, where. I don't know the details of everything. But, yeah. like, if you look it up, like, you can find people who, like, break down the Old Testament and, mm-hmm. like, what what is there and, like, what it's for. Because the Old Testament has a lot more content. Mm-hmm. And it's, like Sid said, like, pre-Jesus. Pre-Jesus. I would so. recommend also the Bible Project is a really good resource to kind of go through it gives you an overview of each book of the bible before you actually read it yeah and they break it down like really well the history and the context and everything so you should look at their youtube channel totally for context and um and yeah and so in the new testament you have like jesus mm-hmm. and he you see like in matthew it opens up with like his whole lineage and, like, yeah everything and you see how every person like had a role to play pretty much in the old testament and then you learn about like this new covenant and like what Jesus is coming like means and how that changes the whole game Amen. and as a like new believer like knowing your new testament is so crucial mm-hmm. because it's very natural for us to fall into like that old testament way of thinking with the of, law like, and yeah, works and yeah all and that, like yeah. thinking that you have to work for God and all these different things that just aren't true mm-hmm. the new testament like shows you like god has or jesus has come to like fulfill the law and done mm-hmm. he's done all these things so that you're good and mm-hmm. so knowing all of these things wait one thing before you move on okay. i was just gonna say an objection that i hear a lot is like a contra is like that the old and new testament are contradictory That's so not true. but yeah you might hear this but the old testament really is meant to point to jesus like yes it is about the law and um about you know god's standard for perfection which is the law but the point of the law is, is meant to show us that we can't keep it, yeah. which is really why it points to Jesus as the only one that could keep it and why we need him. So it's like, they don't contradict. It's just that the law is a precursor to show us what we need, which is Jesus. Yeah, totally. So you'll learn more about that as you read. But I just wanted to throw that out there. No, that's so true. The law shows us like how much we need Jesus. Like yeah. The fact that none of us could keep it mm-hmm. is like why. Not not the only reason, but like why Jesus. Well, the main so, ones. Yeah, yeah. It's for salvation. Like yeah. Jesus is the only one that could save us. And it's like those rules were set because he knew, like, those rules had meaning behind them. It wasn't just like for God to be a strict God and like yeah. have all these different things. Like the rules had meaning so that we could live holy lives, so that we could experience His goodness and His like you know mm-hmm. how awesome He is. Yeah. And so like when we don't follow them. It's not like God is laying down the mallet, like mm-hmm. a punishment for you since you didn't follow the rules. It's like, no, the world's consequences follow us after that because Amen. of those things. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's yeah. our spiel of the Old and New Testament. Yeah. But, um, okay, what books are you going to recommend? Okay. Books. Mm-hmm. I wrote some down. So okay. in the New Testament, mm-hmm. um, I think one of the best 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 books mm-hmm. to start with is john 
Yes, because the Gospel of John. Yeah, the Gospel of John. So in mm-hmm. the New Testament, you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And those are like, yeah, that, that's the Gospel. Mm-hmm. But then Matthew, Mark, and Luke are considered the synoptic Gospels. And they all kind of have like similar stories and, you know, the same, not the same thing. But, but similar like, content. Yeah. Just like from different perspectives. Exactly. Yeah. But John is like the behind the scenes guy. He's mm-hmm. like, this is what happened when y'all weren't looking. Yeah. Because John was a part of like Jesus's, like Jesus had his 12 disciples, but he had his like core. Inner like, circle. His inner circle, Peter, James, and John. And yeah. John, that was John. Yeah. So John refers to himself as the disciple that Jesus loved. Oh like, yeah, Jesus, it was so sweet. No, yeah. But you, you like... The way John is written is just, like, so different, mm-hmm. but it's it's a lot easier to, like, I don't want to say easier to digest, like, compared to the others, because that's not really true either, yeah. but it's definitely, like, when you want to learn about who Jesus is, mm-hmm. like, just open John, and you yeah. hear all these, like, I don't know, like, you, you just get all these, like, stories that yeah. you didn't know. Like, it has a lot of Jesus's, like, dialogue, I think, Yes, in there. So yes. you really get to see his character you that you may yeah. not see in the other Gospels. Oh, yeah, and there aren't as many parables either. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, it's a lot more of, like, Jesus's story. And, yeah. And, like, him, um, like, the things that he was going through, a lot of the things he was telling the disciples, and, like, mm-hmm. there were, I'm, I think there are, like, maybe, like, a few parables or, like, stories but, right. like, you definitely, Matthew, Mark, and Luke have, like, the parable of the talents and the parable of... Especially Matthew. Matthew be heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where <laughs> John has... And I don't, I'm sure, like, the story's in the... I don't know if it's in the other ones, but, like, mm-hmm. when I look for the story of, like, the woman at the well, I know you that's in John. John. Yeah. When he healed someone, I know that's, like... Or the stories of him healing, like, certain people, I know to look in John. Yeah. So John is, like, always just a great place to start for, like just like learning about who Jesus is and mm-hmm. how he feels about you Amen. and you can always put in your place like put in the the slot that says the disciple that Jesus loved you can put your name in there mm-hmm. you know so I definitely think John is like a great place to start yeah and uh, I feel like after after you have John I guess the, the next ones don't really fall in like any order but like mm-hmm. Romans Galatians and Ephesians like mm. those those right now like <laughs> reciting them constantly like yeah. romans t- like talk to us about romans then. well okay so these these three books that she just mentioned are letters that paul who was an apostle of or like a follower of christ is what the word apostle means yeah. he was one of the great apostles of christ yeah and so he wrote these letters to the churches in romans galatia and or rome galatia and ephesus, ephesus yeah. yeah so those are the letters that he wrote to them. Even though those have specific audiences, like there's a lot that we can learn from them. And so these books are like filled with like practical advice for certain issues that those churches were dealing with. Totally. And a lot of times like the issues that the churches were dealing with are things that apply to us as well. Yeah. So there yeah, like Bree said, like there's a lot of stuff that you can just like they pull eat, out of these. Like, they yeah. Just eat. Especially like, Romans. Romans. Every freaking Romans eight, bro. Romans. Romans eight. If you need a specific chapter if you've romans ever eight. heard like there's no condemnation that's romans 8 if you ever heard all, all things, things work together, together that's, that's romans, romans 8. 8 like what's the last verse in romans it hits too like the last verse of romans there's no height nor death that can yeah, separate that us can from separate. the love of god yes, yes, like yes, yes, yes. all of that is romans 8 yeah. like romans 8 goes so hard probably my favorite chapter of the bible it's so good but yeah so like those letters all of them are such fun reads i mean sometimes not fun sometimes they're really convicting but, but they still like. But they hit. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Romans is such a good like. When, 
I don't know. When you need a reminder of your identity in Christ, mm. I feel like Romans is just such a good book to open. Yeah. And like it'll just, get you right. Right. <laughs> Romans like, will get you right. It'll bro. strengthen you. It reminds you that like it reminds you of like the Holy Spirit's power. Yeah. And like now Jesus has come, Jesus has um been a, or ascended back up to heaven. Mm-hmm. And so like Paul essentially I would say like Paul is most like us because there wasn't I mean the churches were growing and stuff but like he it's not like it was in the garden when God was roaming around Mm -hmm. or when like Noah in that whole time when like the world was evil but like God was still people were living to be a century old like it wasn't like that like it's closest to like how life is now Mm -hmm. and so you have Paul who's like literally writing and encouraging you like um about like your identity and like what Christ has done for you and all these yeah. different things. And Paul wasn't someone who walked with Jesus before him. No. So whereas John was someone like an eyewitness to a lot of these things, Paul was someone who just had the spirit in him. And yeah. that was like how he was guiding these churches. Mm-hmm. So Romans is like such a good book for like your identity. Mm-hmm. And also like Romans twelve, if you've ever heard it like quoted like the um don't be conformed to this world but be transformed, transformed. By the yeah, yeah, yeah. in your mind. Like it's it's just so much encouragement. In it's Romans. practical. It's, it's not practical. so like too spiritual to where you can't like apply yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's yeah, and it, it's just so like encouraging. But I'd say like Romans is great for like knowing your like identity. Nice. And my second favorite is not second. I mm-hmm. guess the next one is like Galatians. Galatians, okay. Galatians five. Oh yeah, fruit of the spirit. Eats every all that. time. Because yeah. Galatians five, at least to me. It, like, reminds me of, like, like, you could be doing this, and this is what it, like, when you feel tempted, yeah. reading Galatians 5 and seeing where you're, you acting on your temptations leads mm. is, like, convicting enough. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it tells you the consequences, like, straight up. No, yeah, totally. Straight up. Uh-oh. She's bringing the Bible out. No, I just wanted to see, like, what, I just wanted to see. Because sadly, I don't remember anything that's not in Galatians 5. <laughs> so, and literally, yes, it's titled it's short, Freedom yeah. in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, Galatians 5, Freedom. Yeah. And all of Galatians is good. Like, all of Galatians is yeah. good. Yeah, and these letters, most of them are, well, some of them are kind of shorter, so it's easier to get into yes, reading them. that is so Than, true. like, some of the books in the Old Testament, like, Judges or, so like... so many chapters. Yeah, they're long. Long verses, all these different things. But Galatians is only, like, five chapters. It's, mm-hmm. like, a short... I don't want to say like a short read. Yeah, you could like literally open the Bible app oh, no, on your six phone. Oh, no, chapters, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you open the Bible app on your phone and scroll through it throughout your day. Like, if you're on the bus, yeah, just yeah. read a chapter. Like, something simple and, like, easy to get into like yeah. that. It's good. And then, like, or if you want, you can put your headphones on and, like, play the Oh, yeah, and listen to it. you have the Bible app, like, you can, yeah. you know. Get the Bible app. The Bible app is really good. You should get yeah. the Bible app. Yeah, version. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so Galatians 5 is also really good. Okay. And then Ephesians talk to us that book is one of my faves too okay so ephesians is really good um because i i'm not gonna say like this is the first time that paul mentions it but i know like that's where you hear like the topic of spiritual warfare oh okay 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 you oh and back up to romans 7 that romans 7 is where you hear paul talking about how he does what he doesn't want to do oh and the things that he wants yeah like doesn't do yeah that is so yeah it's almost like paul's diary you know like you hear you see that he's going through the same things as it makes you feel better because like if he if paul like paul himself is doing that then yeah it makes sense (laughs) so ephesians is definitely one of my faves too because it talks about um it talks about like 
you're, it talks about spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. but it also talks about um, like putting on the whole armor of God and mm-hmm. kind of like how to how to fight against the attacks from the enemy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like Romans is telling you about your identity. Galatians five tells you about your freedom, mm-hmm. but like Ephesians tells you how to fight. And yeah, like how to stay strong. You gotcha. Know? Yeah. So like. Yeah, I have my Bible with me, by the way. Like it's so pretty, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, and every chapter in Ephesians is really good. Ephesians four is really good. Um, if you guys have ever heard the verse, that's like um, what is it? Get oh yeah yeah yeah. Like be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even mm. as Christ has forgiven you. Like mm. it, it also, it also, like all of these fall under identity. I feel like yeah. reminding you that you are free, that that you are, that Christ has died for you, and you're forgiven, and they're just strong. All these different mm-hmm. things, but like Ephesians also, Ephesians I think is, Ephesians five is the one that talks about like marriage and yes, submission and yes, all of that. So yeah. as women who like you know want to learn how to be. Don't take this the wrong way, okay? That want to learn how to be wise in the in a godly way eventually because a lot of times our culture tells us a lot of things different about how to be women, how to be godly women. Yeah, that's going to be a fun episode for us. Mm-hmm. Ephesians. <laughs> <laughs> Ephesians talks about that. So if you want to learn about godly womanhood and femininity, then Ephesians is a good read. For and that. I, I will also say like... And the men, too. I was about to to say, like... Y'all need to read it, too. The husbands... (laughs) Like, we're not going to get too deep into, like, how the Bible talks about, like, women's roles just just yet. Just yet. Not in this episode. Maybe later. Coming soon. But in Ephesians, like, 5, it does talk about, like, the husband's role. And so -hmm. many people can, like, easily, like, misconstrue, like, the Bible and say, like, oh, women are given all these roles. Like, you just have to submit to the man and the husband. Right. End of story. But, like... Ephesians 5 is like a great place to go like when yeah. you want to see what the husband's role is. It gives commands to in the children too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. In, that's in 6. It's okay. like right after. Yeah. But like in Ephesians 5 it talks about like yeah, like women submit, but like basically men be men that mm-hmm. she can submit to because Amen. you have to love her. Yeah. Like literally it says for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Mm. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Mm-hmm. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Mm. And like it goes on and it keeps going, but it's like... Anyone who feels like the Bible just like tells women like yeah shut no. up and be quiet it's like it holds well, most men of the responsibility to... falls on the man like right. we see that throughout the whole even in the very first book of the Bible in Genesis it like yeah. so like if you want to see God's family structure a good place to look would be Ephesians totally his totally. ideal family structure no yeah totally and so those are my thoughts nice. on like New Testament I, I love like, it. like I I mean. I'm not trying to give a book review because this is the Bible, but, like, I obviously love, like, the New Testament and, like, mm-hmm. all of its books. And, like, right now, I'm, like, really in love with Second Peter. Nice. But for, like, starting off, those those were the books that, like, got me through. Because mm-hmm. I, if you've grown up in church, then you've heard of, like, okay, this armor of God, put on the helmet of this and the breastplate yeah. of righteousness and the, the shoes of peace and all these different things. Mm-hmm. So it's, like... It's where I went because it was what I was most familiar with. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So it was just really easy for me to like take in. And then as I grew, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to learn about this and this and this. And nice. Yeah, yeah. 
I agree with all that. For I think those are really good New Testament recommendations. Right now, personally, I'm reading the Old Testament just because yes. I think I started in the New Testament, so I got really like you know immersed in it, and then I realized wow, I really do not read the Old Testament at all. So I started in the beginning, and I've just been kind of trekking through, and I'm in Samuel now. And the Old Testament is a lot more like tough to get into because it's longer, you know, it's a bit more like the language and the customs are not as familiar to us. Yeah. But it's still a really good read and it's really fun because a lot of the Old Testament is in like a narrative style. So it's like you're reading a story, It's like you're but it's like really the story. Story. Yeah, it's like the story leading up to, to Christ, which is really, really cool. So I would say after you get through, you know, familiarizing yourself with the, the New Testament and some of the core things that we believe, then I think it's good to kind of like make sure you understand the Old Testament too because you can't understand the New Testament without the Old. Don't oh, neglect yeah. the Old Testament is what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, because, I think... I'm oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say like going off of that like because mm-hmm. you do learn. It's like the Old Testament adds even more significance to the New Testament. Oh, yeah. Because... It's the context. You see exactly. You know all these laws. Like when you read the first chapter of Matthew mm-hmm. and it's like you read like and this person begat so-and-so and this person and Ruth and, and all these... And it's like when you have read the Old Testament and you like know yeah. their stories, it's not just a name to you. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, and she was a prostitute and yeah. she was this and he was that mm-hmm. and oh my gosh. And it's like... Yeah, um, it makes it all the more significant. And I think yeah. in the Old Testament, we see a lot of characters that are types of Jesus that fall short. And it even more emphasizes like why we need Jesus. Like, totally. I don't know, Abraham, like Moses, like David. David. We see all these types, these people who were appointed and called to be God's yeah to be God's servants but then we see them fall again and again and it shows you that even though like these people serve God you know to like to a high standard to the point where they were included in the Bible they still fell short of God's glory so it it just even further emphasizes why we need Christ and it like it's a really cool lead up like I started in Genesis and it's like really cool to see it progress and honestly I'm reading slow I need to pick up the pace I started reading Colossians because I was like I need to get to the old I need to get to the New Testament. Oh, Colossians is so good. (laughs) Colossians is... Colossians is so good. I think also, the Old Testament has a lot of the wisdom books. So, like, Psalms, um, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. So, like, Psalms was written by David. Psalms is such a good... Most people know David. Like, he's pretty popular Bible character. you know a guy named David. My dad's middle name is David. Hi, Dad. Your dad's um, name is David? Middle name. Oh, I was going to say, he looks like a David. Nah, he doesn't <laughs> give David, David vibes. But, um, he wasn't giving David vibes. <laughs> his son, um, David's son, not my dad's son. But my dad's son is my brother. Hi, brother. Um, <laughs> my dad's son. So, David's son, Solomon. Um, David's son, Solomon, wrote um, Ecclesiastes and Proverbs. And those have a lot of wisdom in them as well. He wrote Proverbs in his youth. He wrote Ecclesiastes in Man, his old those age. Books are so good. They, they talk have, about... They're like opposite ends of the spectrum, but they both have like really, really good wisdom yes. in them. And so Proverbs actually is great because there's one proverb for every day of the month. Yes. So there's 31 Proverbs. Typically, there's going to be 30 or 31 days in the month. So you might have to double up sometimes. But... If you read one of those every morning or every night before you go to bed or something like that, like it's a great way to kind of just make sure you get in that routine of reading the word every day. And it's like a good way to introduce yourself to like the Bible without going too heavy. Um, And you can a lot of times pair it with another book of the Bible. So like, for example, I'll read like a proverb in the morning when I first wake up and I can barely see and I open up, (laughs) I open up the Bible app on my phone and I've like forced myself to read a proverb before I actually get up and like study, you know? So it's like a good way to kind of like, meditate on the word at the beginning of your day or at the end of your day it's really fun i like yeah. reading a proverb proverbs is so good because solomon if you don't know like who solomon was like mm-hmm. sydney said 
King David had a son yes. named Solomon. Mm-hmm. And Solomon was considered, like, the wisest man, like, yes. to ever live. Like, mm-hmm. God asked him, like, or he asked God for one thing, or God asked him, I don't know who asked who, Yeah, I know that Solomon asked for wisdom, mm-hmm. and wisdom he got. But it doesn't, Solomon didn't fully live by it all the way through his life, but he yeah. had it. Another type that fell short. Yeah. Like, you see it again. And so. it's, like, Proverbs, like, goes through, like, it is the book of wisdom. It shows mm-hmm. you, like, how to live, and it's proof that, like, if anyone tells you, like, as a Christian, that you don't need the Old Testament, like, that's a it's complete, like, bold-faced lie. Mm-hmm. Because, no. Like, Proverbs is such a good book for wisdom. And it was written yeah. before, before like, we had Jesus and the Holy Spirit and all those people, like, in the Old Testament. The Spirit still existed. I, I just don't think they named it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely the spirit was moving because you would see, like, in Judges, like, the power of God would, like, rush upon people or something. So we know the spirit existed, just not in the same way where it dwells in us. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's a little different. So I totally agree with Sid. If you're trying to look through the Old Testament, then, like, uh, Psalms and Proverbs are really good. Ecclesiastes Mm -hmm. is good. (laughs) I don't recommend reading that book if you are new because I did. I mean, I guess read it knowing that like the author who is solomon was like it's a lot more of a negative tone to it it has he he's like going through it like and by the end he's a lot better yeah but like he just i think you need to know like the context of it because Mm -hmm. one time i was reading it and all you all i was getting was like nothing in this life matters like nothing nothing matters at all but like you you have to understand that. You have that, to read like, it with the end in mind of it, I feel like. Yeah, and it's like, it doesn't mean that just because he said that, that, like, it's wrong or, like, the Bible has, like, like sin in it and that wasn't a spirit-filled book or whatever. Like, no, no the book is real. It's so good. But don't go into, like, Ecclesiastes just, like, blind. Like, think it's going to yeah. be, like, Proverbs because... Definitely come up with mature lines. Yes, and, and it's a really good book. But it I is. just remember when I was, like, reading it and I just cried. I was like, <laughs> it's meaningless. Nothing. It can be, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. So no, definitely, yeah. like, hold off on that. Maybe, maybe start with Proverbs. Start, yeah, with, start, start with Proverbs. Maybe start like, with Proverbs. Ecclesiastes. And I think if you want, like, a good story to read, like, mm-hmm. Genesis is just... Oh, yeah. Genesis. The creation story is really important to understand, too. All of it is so, like, the creation story, you learn you learn so much about God in, like, Genesis. And you learn, you learn about, about how he calls, like, the Israelites. Yes, like, you learn about that. Oh, yeah, language. Genesis is fire. Genesis is, like, because if you don't have the Israelites, like, I mean, the Israelites are God's chosen people, later mm-hmm. referred to as, like, the Hebrews, like, mm-hmm. you know, in the New Testament. And it's, like, but those are, like, or I guess the Jews. But, like, yeah. the, that, that's, like, where all of that came from. And, like, you learn about, like, the fathers of the faith. And, like, Abraham, that's, like, Abraham, Isaac, Isaac Jacob. Jacob and, yeah. and then you see Joseph and how they even got to Egypt. And then all these different things that lead to, like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, like, how you are a part of these chosen people. Yeah. And you also learn about the origin of the world, too. Which you is awesome. About. Yeah, if you're a logical person and you want, like, creation and things to make sense scientifically... You see it You all. can find it. Yeah, you can find it in the Bible. Science like, does not contradict, contradict creation. I literally, like, went... And I used... In reading the Old Testament, like, a, Sid recommended the Bible Project, and I do too. Mm-hmm. But Enduring Word is also really good too. Enduring Word. I've heard of yeah. that. Who does it? I don't know, like, who does it. Okay, but okay, I know okay. That, like, is they, it a YouTube channel or a website? No, it's, like, an app. Oh, it's an app okay. and you download it i mean you can download it on your phone or i guess mm-hmm. they have a website too but okay and you just go to like they have every verse everything right now and if you need 
context if you mm. need help understanding it there's like passages right like to go through it okay. and like when you're reading the like old testament like mm-hmm. it's such a good it was such a good resource because okay. it like explains things or like why is this law here and even yeah. in the new testament like when you're reading stuff and you're like why is this significant like mm-hmm. the app like the, the authors and the people who the theologians who studied it and all that like they've written out things for you to go to for every single verse in the bible ever yeah so yeah, yeah. it's just because a lot of so times good. a lot of times especially in the like this happens in the new testament too but especially in the old like a lot of the customs and some of the laws are going to be unfamiliar to us because yeah. it's not in our culture so it's right. like having that commentary is yeah. like really helpful to yes, help you be like this sounds yeah. wild like why would yeah. god tell them to do this but it's just because it's not our culture so we just have yeah. to adjust for that totally you have to read within the don't read the bible into your culture read the culture that is in the bible yes for sure one thousand percent should we talk about translations real quick what translations do you use do you like um, to read uh, or for beginners what would you suggest when i first like so I went to a Christian school. If you don't mm-hmm. know this, we talked about this before, but like I went to a Christian school growing up, mm-hmm. and we had to read in KJV. And oh, I didn't understand a thing. Yeah, not one, mm-hmm. not one. So <laughs> I was like struggling. Yeah. When I actually like started my own walk, mm-hmm. I started reading in the Message translation. Okay. And the Message translation is like almost. Some people say it's kind of like a devotional style. Like it's like mm-hmm. a nice summary of what was happening in like plain English everyday words. Mm -hmm. So there's not really like direct verses that are translated in the message, but it may be a a clump of like three or four verses Mm -hmm. that are like basically saying like, this is what happened. Okay. And then as I grew and I wanted to like learn more, Mm -hmm. like, okay, like what did this actually say? Cause it's, it's just so easy to digest. Mm -hmm. Then I started reading in like the new living translation. Okay. Gotcha. And that was like really good. Like I really, really like it my bible yeah. is in the nlt okay you hear like either nlt or niv and yeah NLT i was gonna say translation yeah and i international version or something yeah i think niv and i read esv which is another pretty standard yes, one I used to, yeah is that english standard, english standard? Okay, yeah. yeah esv is another pretty good one um i try to read kjv sometimes if i want to look at more like original things because translations do matter like I wouldn't recommend reading just the message. No, no, no. Definitely but couple if you're it starting, with. Yeah. I think if you're starting, mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good place to start because yeah. they it's like you know it is like one person's like summary, but mm-hmm. it is just so easy to like get. But it doesn't water everything down, yeah. but it okay. will like leave out like details of yeah, certain yeah, yeah, things yeah. that if you don't know and mm-hmm. that, that don't like take away fully from the text. Right. Because, like, ultimately, yeah. the word is God-inspired. Like, he yeah. has control over translation. He has control over his word going forth. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't deny that, like, I feel like there are going to be certain ulterior motives sometimes with translations. Yes. I don't, I don't want to be, like, naive and say that all translations are good. Because, that's, no, you know, not. sometimes they can be used to kind of thwart the message. And, you know, there's certain translations out there that completely change what the Bible says. Yeah. And there's certain, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're So it's like, be you careful. Of, be careful. Yeah, just be careful. Be discerning about which translation you use. Um, do some research before you do it, for sure. Because I, it, can yeah, be, yeah. it can be tricky. I agree with you that, like, if you read the message, like, you should maybe pair it with, it, with NIV or NLT. Or ESV, or like, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like just something that, like, if you're reading it in the NLT, NIV, and you don't understand it, then yeah. you can open up message and you can like 
basically see what's going on right along with like some of the commentary too mm-hmm. and i think now like how you were saying like you try to like go back to like kjv yeah i personally like to use the new king james version sometimes okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. that one when you get it's weird but, like once you get used <laughs> to reading an nlt and niv yeah. then like the new king james version is like a nice mix of kjv but like NLT. a little bit a little bit easier to read to oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so much easier to read and uh-huh. uh, yeah and like now i'm at a point where like i truly like want to read like i want to learn like hebrew oh there so is that a, i can like directly yes. understand what it was mm-hmm. yeah my boyfriend reads from uh there's a free translation called the hallelujah scriptures that you can get Ooh. and it's part in english part in in, in hebrew but it's it's not it's not like fully immersed so okay the names are written i know all the names are in hebrew and like the titles of the books but they also do it in english so you can like find what you're looking for yeah and then um the names and some of the words like some of the key words are done in hebrew and it's actually really cool because you get to learn some of the hebrew words but like also it's the rest of the context is in english so you can still read it like on a normal setting yeah but it's really cool because you get to learn some of the hebrew names That's like so the hebrew funny. names of god the hebrew names of christ and stuff like that and some of the characters too so you know your girls no, are in yeah. a little Hebrew or whatever, but it's really cool. No, yeah, because it's like it's so free cool. too. I'm pretty sure if you look up, I'm gonna do some research on it and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's called the Hallelujah Scriptures, and it's it's really cool. That's it's really so really cool. cool. Yeah, like yeah. And then I've also heard like some people have like like Bibles mm-hmm. that have like a direct maybe like a note at the bottom that's like actually this is like what the Greek yeah. word means. And when you guys look like use the Bible Project's commentary or like the. Um, enduring words commentary Mm -hmm. it'll like explain like okay like this the word translated from this means this and this oh yeah and it'll like break it down so that you can kind of understand the root of the words too Mm -hmm. um if that's something that you're like interested in yeah yeah so because original language is important i like calling him by his hebrew name now because it's fun i just feel it feels more like uh, authentic and personal like I, i like saying abba instead of father father feels so formal just because in our culture like a lot of us don't call our dad father yeah so like when i say abba when i pray it just feels more like relational i don't know it's cool i like it so definitely like look into that if you're interested as well so another thing that we want to talk about real quick before we end this episode but don't worry there will be a part two yeah to this but um because this is important like for people who are starting out or people who who want a little more direction yeah so another thing we want to talk about is the importance of having a routine and the importance of building up the habit of reading your word because it's not something that's going to come naturally you know coming out of your old self and putting on a new life in christ you're going to have to reroute and like change a lot of your desires and a lot of your habits and that doesn't come easily and that's a process called sanctification which is talked about in the new testament and it's basically where jesus is renewing you and renewing your desires so that you have more of a desire to pursue him and you become more and more holy Hence the name of our podcast, you know. Um, so, routine. What is your Bible routine? Just to give some advice or any recommendations for our buddies. Okay. So, my first thing mm-hmm. was that I bought a Bible. Ooh, okay. Even though I used, like, when I was starting. Like, I had mm-hmm. a Bible, but I was like, it's KJV. Yeah. And then I bought one in KJV, so I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Girl. That. But, yeah. <laughs> I got a Bible, and that was, like, important to me. But mm-hmm. I still kept reading on my phone. But, okay. like, I would... I don't really know, like, what... I guess, like, I would get up, mm-hmm. and I would open my phone. Mm-hmm. 
I would go to like my the Bible app. Yeah. And I would like pick up where I was. Uh-huh. I had my handy dandy journal. Beautiful. She. This isn't the one I was using that long ago, but. Um, but then there was also something else I had. We didn't okay. talk about this much, but like devotionals. Mm-hmm. And devotionals actually helped me get in the habit of reading. Nice. On the Bible app, there are like tons of devotionals. Yeah, and under like the plans, if you click yeah, on the, yeah, plan yeah, the plans section. Yeah. And so I would maybe look up like what, like a prompt, or not a prompt, I would use them as prompts so mm-hmm. I could like read with purpose because it mm-hmm. felt like I was just like reading to read. So if I knew like maybe I needed... I was kind of dealing with anxiety that day or had something coming on or going on. Yeah. And I would like look up, you know, devo- devotionals about anxiety or whatever mm. it was I was struggling with. Nice. And each day I would like get up and read that devotional and then like go like to the Bible verses that it was like linked to. And then I would kind of start reading in mm. that general area. Yeah. And then pretty soon that like picked up and there's this company, I forgot like what they're called, but like, they they they're like little taglines like the bible is good for you Mm. and they have really good devotionals that Mm. i i bought they have a fat like it's not really devotional actually it's like how to read the bible in a year oh yeah i've seen that that. okay okay, so they have like the one they have one book for the old testament and one book for the new testament Mm -hmm. and you just go through and you read what is prompted and you answer the questions like it'll mm-hmm. say okay today we're reading genesis 1 and 2 mm-hmm. or something and mm-hmm. then it'll ask you like what are your thoughts on what did you see how did adam and Eve like and so you're like actually applying yeah. what you're reading nice and i kind of kept on doing that for a little while until i kind of somehow got my own footing and yeah, it's like seems... i know what i want to read and, mm-hmm. and even now like i still use it because some days when i don't feel motivated to read having a devotional reminds me why i need to read amen so that was like, that was like something. That's really good. And that was like kind of how I would how start. And then also like worship too. Mm. I didn't know like many songs and I don't think Maverick City was like really big then. Mm-hmm. Like when I had, you know. And, yeah. And that whole, I didn't know anything <laughs> about like that genre. So all I knew was like Kirk Franklin and Mary Mary. And Perth, so I Perth, was just okay. like, I don't really know, but I want to listen to worship music. So I yeah. put my headphones on and maybe like start with that. Yeah. And then like go into Branch this. Branch out. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's really what cool. What about you? Like, what was yours? Um, I think mine is similar. I um, I did a lot of plans on the Bible app. I think reading a proverb, like I mentioned earlier, proverb. in the mornings, yeah, that really helped me too to get into routine, and also gave me like thing with reading the Bible is the more you read it, the more you have an appetite for it. The less you read it, the less you have an appetite totally, for it. Totally. So starting off with like reading a proverb a day like give me the de- desire to learn more like I would read certain things in Proverbs and wonder what the context for it was like mm-hmm. what was happening in David's life when he wrote it yeah, made me want to so read Samuel or like in Psalms too like you read yeah. it and you're like ah. what happened yeah. here so or no Solomon I meant but you guys get the point so yeah it's like certain things like that you know increase your appetite to read the Bible more also I think another thing we didn't really talk about much but like external books Obviously, the Bible can stand on its own, but reading certain books um, really helped me to, like, develop a desire to learn more about the Bible when I first started out. Um, I'll put some of the book recommendations that I started off with. There was a book called Who is Jesus? I can't remember the author's name off the top of my head right now, but I'll put it in the notes. And then there was another book uh, written by the same author of a similar title, but they're really short books, and they kind of just introduce you to the faith. Um, and those were really helpful for me that my dad gave me those and they were really helpful to just kind of solidify like doctrine of Christianity into me and gave me more of a desire to read more. 
but also a really accessible resource for that kind of thing is YouTube. Like, I was gonna say, like yeah, sermons. watching YouTube videos, watching sermons. Like the reason, one of the reasons I came to Christ really was, a my parents, but also just like one day at a perfect timing, uh, a video of someone evangelizing, like doing street evangelism, popped up on my feed, and I started like consuming them like crazy. Like yeah. I was addicted to them, and that gave me answered all of my questions in a way that was like really fun to watch, like on a YouTube yeah. video. So. I think YouTube can, you can find anything you need on here as well. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of resources. And then just like, of course, like be wise about like, mm-hmm. like always pray for discernment when, because when you're going on YouTube, because like YouTube can be so like dangerous sometimes. Yeah, and it, you, you yeah. will have people like preaching a, a false doctrine if sure. you're not careful in your ears. So yeah. you, that's like why you have to, like reading, ha- oops, having that like, <laughs> The Bible, I feel like, as your soul is, like, really yes. good. All these things go around. Yeah, they all, these are, like, supplements to yeah, who, yeah, yeah, to yeah. who you're reading. It grows your appetite. Mm-hmm. Because when you are reading the Bible, like, the direct word of God, then when you are on YouTube, you're much quicker to, like, sense or hear, like, when something doesn't go, like, with yeah. what you were reading before. Amen, amen. So I totally agree with, like, having sermons online. I mean, that helped me so much. Yeah. And, like, finding people who, like, not like you're preaching. I mean, I guess, yeah, preaching like what I believe, preaching Jesus, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally. That was definitely really helpful. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. We have a hotline question to answer real quick before we close this one out. Yeah. And then in the next episode, it'll be a part two. Part two. This. About faith journey. Because it's a, it's a long journey. It never really ends, honestly. Like, I'm still, I'm still starting my faith journey. No, yeah. Yeah, we're all like. It always feels like we're still fresh and like yeah but that's kind of the cool thing about it like no matter how spiritually mature you get the bible is inexhaustible like there's always it's something always you. yeah there's always something new you can learn you could read proverbs every month and get something new out of it every yeah, month totally. so yeah okay our question from our lovely um friend i always call you guys buddies i don't know if you like that so i'm gonna just say friend what do i think of Buddies. Like the dogs. Air Buddies? <gasps> Those were my favorite movies to watch on road trips. Air Buddies, that Space like Buddies, Christmas cute. Buddies. I didn't even know they had a lot Christmas of buddies. buddies. They're so cute. It made me want a dog and I never got one. Um, so the question is how to get over people, mainly crushes, like people you have a crush on but should not because of whatever reason. I'm assuming probably faith reasons like unequally yoked. That's yeah. how I'm going to take this question. What are you thinking? I can speak on this because I had a lot of crushes in high school that I probably should not have had. Um, But you can't. So I'm trying to think of a good way. I think it's hard to control who you have a crush on. You can't really control your emotions. So I understand that this can be a tough topic um, because I dealt with it. Like even after I became a Christian, I would have like these crushes that I couldn't really control. Like, I wasn't trying to have a crush on this person. It's just that we were friends, maybe, and, like, I was attracted to their personality, to their external appearance, whatever it was, right? So, like, crushes are hard to control. But what you can control is how you react to that crush, right? So, like, I'm not saying I always did this the best way. Like, before I was a Christian, or before I was a believer for myself, I would really, like, kind of set aside that standard of them needing to be equally yoked, meaning that they believed in the same things I did, submitted to God in the same ways I did, had the same kind of values and outlook on life that I did. I would kind of set that aside. But after becoming a believer, I made that more of the primary center of my, like, criteria in choosing 
a boyfriend. Not that I ever had a boyfriend before, but kind of that criteria. So I think for me, what helped with that is like, yes, I would have crushes that I knew probably weren't the best options, but I would always keep the criteria of being equally yoked at the center. So I knew that if like, I knew that like, yeah, I really like this person, but at the end of the day, like, you have to think of longevity. Like, how long is this going to last if this person doesn't have the same, like, outlook that I do? If they're not submitting to the same Christ that I am. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm going to be trying to go in one direction and they're going to be going in another. And I didn't always follow that the best way. And ultimately, it just ended up hurting other people because it would be like, I would, like, try to engage in this relationship. And then at the end of the day, it's like, I know in the back of my mind that this is not going to work. But I'm leading this person on in a way that they think will work. And then it ends up just hurting them. So if that's an incentive for you, like, I hope it is. Like, ultimately, just do it out of, of, out of care for other people. Because if you know it's not going to work out, don't lead another person on. And that's a lesson I learned the hard way, unfortunately. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think, like, feelings, like, feelings are flesh. Yeah. Feelings lie. Feelings aren't true. So you... <laughs> oh my gosh, it sounded so ecclesiastic. No, I mean, no, okay, sorry, y'all. But it's, like, true. Like, feelings <laughs> are flesh. Like, your feelings will get you in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, one thing I've learned just from being a Christian, being a believer, and, like, being around other believers is, right. like, the true definition of love. Like, love is an action verb. Like, mm-hmm. Love is a constant choice. Love isn't just something that you feel one day because your feelings can change. Yeah. That's why so many people in the world, you love someone, then they do something or they don't do something. And you're like, oh, I don't love them anymore. And you just leave mm-hmm. because they think love is just a feeling. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you choose someone, you stay in like, no, like God has to be over that. But mm-hmm. I am saying that because of that, like you have to be the one in control of yeah. your feelings if that makes sense because yeah no, you can't let them control you right you That's can't good. let them control you mm-hmm. and the same thing applies like when you have a crush on someone and mm-hmm. like when you like like you have to like feelings lie and it's like if you know that that's not someone that like god has for you or, mm-hmm. or someone that can really benefit you mm-hmm. your 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 relationship with christ has to be so much more important than a momentary like feeling that you mm-hmm. get with someone mm-hmm. and then you have to like like drown yourself almost in his promises that like he has good things for you mm-hmm. and he has better things for you in my head like what I remember like doing maybe when friends wronged me or I, I wanted new friends or not maybe wanted new friends but wanted them because of old friends and all these different things was like like if God made if I had so that much fun with my old friends and yeah. they weren't even the ones for me or if I had if I liked or like felt strong emotions for this specific person, a specific thing so mm. much, and this wasn't even what God had for me. Imagine how good it's gonna feel when I get what He in actually His will, has. Yeah. yeah, because He knows me. He made me. He love like He knows what I love. He knows what makes me laugh, smile, feel joy. Mm-hmm. So it's like if He knows that, yeah. and like I'm rooting myself in Him. I'm delighting myself in Him. Mm. Then He's gonna give me, put in me the desires that He wants, but also give me those desires Amen. in the future. You know? Yeah, that makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I was also gonna say one thing. A good question to ask yourself when you have a crush and you're thinking about being with that person is like, if I'm with this person, will I give more glory to God or less? Because yeah. if this person is going to cause me to diminish in, you know, my glory of God, because 
maybe they're unequally yoked and they're going to take me away from my faith or maybe they're unequally yoked and they're not going to necessarily sometimes it won't hurt you in a negative direction but it also just won't push you in a positive direction like you have to be you have to desire to be pushed yeah like in in a lot of my cases it wasn't like the person was negatively influencing me like I, I was pretty strong in that like yes I know this person isn't in the faith but I'm going to stay here yeah a lot of times though it wasn't like pushing me in a positive direction whereas the person that I'm with now and I'm sure in your case it's the same in equally yoked relationships that person is going to bring the best out of you they're going to push you in a positive spiritual direction not pull you backwards and you know I think that that's a really good question to ask yourself because the person that God has for you ultimately like our the purpose of relationships is to glorify him maximally like he created Adam you know to glorify him he added Eve onto him as a helpmate you know, to add even more glory to his name. It wasn't for the sake of just like, yes, relationships are great, but like, let's let's look at the big picture. It's to glorify God. So yeah. if this person is not going to help you glorify God, they're probably not the person for you. Because stagnation isn't like glorifying yeah. God. Like it's stagnation. I, when I think of stagnation, I think of like, you are at the top of a roller coaster. And the only time a roller coaster is stagnant mm. is when it's about to fall down. Ooh. And like, you're like dangling at the top. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But this, no, but like that's how it is. It's like, if yeah. You, well, as soon as stagnation comes, especially like from a relationship, the only way you're going is, is down. down. When mm. have you ever like been stagnant and then you're about to go up? Like that doesn't happen. Sheesh. You're always moving. You're right up. on the hill. Right. You're right on the right hill. On the hill. You're about to go straight down. Yeah. So stagnation is just as bad as you being pulled into something that can actually like have faster and worse fruits of yeah. you being with someone negative amen amen yeah <laughs> on that note this is really long yeah yeah <laughs> um, this will be fun to edit this will be really fun yeah. um hopefully you guys enjoyed this as much as we did obviously this is our first time and we were shy in the beginning we were shy no, we opened up yeah, we, we opened up a little bit you know yeah. But, um, yeah, give us any recommendations, any feedback. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, you guys are, like, our buddies. Yeah, we love you. Love you guys so much. Um, follow us on Instagram, at Holy Girl Hotline. New episodes every Monday. Every Monday. Follow us on TikTok, at Holy Girl Hotline. Sid be running that social media. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get active or whatever. Uh, yeah. I've been a little more active on the Instagram, so y'all can, y'all can probably peep that. Um, but hope you guys are enjoying. Hope you guys are having a great week. If you went back to school, remember what we said in Back to School Reset. We love you guys. Be encouraged. And we love you. Yeah.